The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God wants His Word to be a blaze coming out of your mouth. So it must be as fire in your bones. There is a fire that God has placed in the heart of every child of God. It is the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now that fire must be kindled like any fire. It must be taken care of. So the fire that God has placed in your heart. If we meditate on the Word of God. And today I am going to show you how to meditate on the Word of God so that the fire in your mouth destroys the works of the enemy. Oh, bless his holy name today. And so the title of this message is The Fire in Your Mouth. So God wants a blaze coming out of your mouth. And that blaze is to be so powerful that it destroys the works of the devil. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said, I came to destroy the works of the devil. That's what he was sent for. And then he said this. He said, as I was sent, now I send you. That's Holy Ghost power. That's what that is. You're being sent in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. He said, as I was sent, now I send you. Now that's power. Oh, Father, God, we just pray today right now for every person within the sound of my voice, Lord God, Father, that there would be a blaze coming out of their mouth as they meditate on the Word of God, as they study and partake of the Word of God, because what you said, Lord, was taste and see that the Lord is good. We thank you, Father, that as we meditate on your Word, that the children of God find out that as they taste, they find out that you really are good. Oh, we bless your holy name today, Father. Oh, Lord, let an anointing fall upon the children of God, Father, as they hear this word today, an anointing that changes their life, Lord God, Father. May the word be unveiled to them in a way as they have never seen it before. In Jesus' glorious name, amen. Oh, we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the lives of the children. The church stands at the most awesome time in its entire history. There has never been a day like this where we are standing. The church is making history. The remnant, the heart of the remnant is being prepared. And the remnant is going to go forth with such power as we have never known it before. Because Satan has increased his attack. And so therefore, the Bible tells us that God's government 
it tells us that Jesus' government would have no end. It would have no end. So it's constantly increasing in power. That's what that scripture is telling us, that the government that would be upon his shoulder would have no end. And so it constantly is increasing in power. And the power, the government of Almighty God will continue to increase until he takes everything over. And how is he going to do that? He's going to do that through you, his remnant. Bless his holy name. We're talking about the word of God becoming a blaze in your mouth. At Prayers Heard in Heaven, in just the last three weeks, we have had two people. A young man named Rick had cancer in the lung. And so the doctor said, we'll remove half of your lung. And Rick said, no, no. I don't want to deal with this again. So just go ahead and take the whole lung. I want to tell you what God did. So they went in to his lung, and there were tumors of the lung, but they didn't take his lung because there was no cancer in his lung. Hallelujah, bless his holy name. And then there was a lady who recommended herself for our prayers, and she's been dealing with cancer off and on for a while. And we had prayed and prayed, you know, we've been praying for some months for her, and she got better, you know, really good. And then it was just a few weeks ago, she got a message. She went to the doctor, and the doctor said that the cancer was overtaking her. She had three weeks to live. I want to tell you that today there's no cancer in her body, no chemo, no radiation, no form of treatment, only prayer, the Word of God. God wants His Word to be a blaze in your mouth that destroys the work of the enemy. Oh, we're on fire here today. Bless his holy name. The scripture, we're talking about God's word. The scripture, it's a mysterious closed book that its meaning can never be well written of if not properly interpreted. Second Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. The scripture is an accumulation of promises, of principles, of prophecies. It was given by God through his people under the inspiration of his Holy Spirit. The ancient word of God, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. It's a closed book. That's it. It's meaning cannot be added to or taken away from. Nothing can be added to or or subtracted from it. Every verse alongside with even the punctuation marks of the scripture carries their own meaning, which refreshes us as we are studying the word of God. Any child of God who believes who believes what they are reading, who studies the Word of God, it's going to come alive to you. But I'm going to give you some instruction today to help you. A child of God who has given their life over to Christ and all of a sudden, you know, you give your life to Christ and there's like fireworks, you know, everything is exciting. And then you come to a point where it seems like there's like a blackout, you know. I've heard this said where God isn't speaking to that person. They say, I've come to the point, it's like a blackout. I don't hear anything. It was so exciting. It was so new. Everything was going so wonderful. But now they have a blackout. So what happened? What happened? God has given his word and nothing aside 
being ignorant of his word can hinder its manifestation. Oh, bless his holy name. This means that when that happens, the person isn't meditating on the word of God. Let's talk about doing this today and how that takes place so that the word of God becomes a blaze of fire coming out of your mouth. Meditation brings revelation of the scripture, and that's where the Holy Spirit, you see, the the word, the scriptures are actually, they're encrypted by the Holy Spirit. And so to meditate on them is to ponder. Then God reveals to you his scripture, and he prepares our minds and our hearts. And so as you meditate on the word of God, it's fueled by the Holy Spirit, and your prayer is filled with revelation. And that's what differentiates between meditation and prayer. Meditating on the Word of God is different than just praying the Word of God. For to pray a prayer, that's like it's orchestrated by God Himself. So you're praying His Word, but meditation now. The Word must go from our head to our heart. When we meditate on the Word of God, that's what happens. You see, we must experience God's Word. I'm going to give you four points of how to experience God's word. The word must be in our mind to meditate on it. So we put the word before us. And and now once the word is in our mind, now it must go to our heart. It must go from our head to our heart. And so that's the first thing. And secondly, we must taste the word of God. We must taste it. The Bible is fun. And the Bible is full of dreams and signs and wonders. It's full of vision is what I want to say. The Bible is full of vision. What do you see when you meditate on the Word of God? When you study the Word of God, what do you see? It's full of imagery, full of imagery. And thirdly, we must inquire of God. The Holy Spirit, the great teacher, He's the great teacher of the Word of God. So when you meditate on the Word of God, you must ponder the Word of God. And fourth, I must do what the Word of God says to do. So whatever the Word of God tells you to do, you must do that. We're talking about a blaze coming out of your mouth. Meditating on the Word of God. And so most people associate meditation with like some Eastern religion, but it's in the Word of God. God tells us to meditate. It's not just some foreign thing. Now, Some refer to meditations like a mindfulness, which is defined as a a greater awareness of one's own thoughts. However, biblical meditation is so much more than that. It's not just focusing on ourselves, emptying our minds, attempting to create some state of calmness. No, no, no. You see, the Word of God is alive. And because the Word of God is alive, we don't have to try to create a calm state, the Word of God, because the Spirit of God is in the Word of God, and so there is peace, there is a calmness, that the Spirit of God brings the peace and the love of God, it reveals it of God into our hearts. Now, I remember my father, who's been with the Lord for some time now, but he used to say to me, he would say, Valerie, I can just meditate on the 91st Psalm. And such peace comes into my soul. Such peace, you know. Or he would talk about the 23rd Psalm. And he would talk about the peace that comes into his heart. If he had a situation that he was dealing with in the church, he would go to the Bible and he would read the Psalm. And the peace that surpasses all understanding, he would say, would overtake him. 
And so meditating on the word brings us to that place. Biblical meditation involves meditating on the scripture with an open heart, trusting that the Holy Spirit will work in you through the word of God, via the word of God. God told Joshua, he said, Joshua, meditate on my word day and night. For if you do, you will succeed in all that you do. So now, <laughs> it's I've made it legal now, right? The Lord's made it legal for you. He himself says, meditate on my word, Joshua. And this today, I'm talking to you. Since the book of Genesis, meditation has been a component of the Bible. Meditation is so vitally important. Meditation, again, it takes the word of God from head knowledge to heart knowledge. It will not be fire coming out of my mouth until it has reached my heart. Because out of the heart come the issues of life. The act of filling one's mind with scripture and concentrating on God and all that he has to offer humanity is known as Meditation. While the word meditation has three different definitions in the Bible, it can be summed up to mutter, to say, to contemplate the words of the scriptures to oneself so that we are always thinking about what God has said to us. This result is not only Bible knowledge, but it also creates a change of heart. We should not be afraid to meditate, but we should approach it with caution and with respect. God wants his word to become flesh and dwell within us. When the word becomes flesh, it begins to operate through you. And you begin to see manifestation of the word of God. The act of pondering and, and meditating on the word of God is going to bring you phenomenal results. The power of your prayer is going to ascend to a completely different level. Now, you remember in the book of Ezekiel, the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord, that God took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. And what did God say to Ezekiel? He's looking at this valley of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dry bones. And it looked to Ezekiel as though a whole army had died there. The bones are dry, so there's no life there. And they have been there for some time. Now, valley of dry bones, it's obvious to God what Ezekiel is looking at. But what does God say to Ezekiel? He said, Ezekiel, what do you see? What do you see? And, and Ezekiel tells God, I see a valley of dry bones. I'm paraphrasing, if you will allow me to do so. So God wants to know, what do you see? And so may I submit to you today that when you read the word of God, consider what do you see? You must see something in the Word of God. When you inquire of God, Lord, what is here? What do you want me to see in your Word? The Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to you. We meditate on we meditate on lots of things throughout the day. Have you ever had a problem, a situation that was bothering you and you're thinking about it? You're contemplating how to handle this? What should you do? You even get a wrinkle in your brow, you know, as you're thinking about this. You are meditating on that problem. We have this tendency to meditate on things throughout the day, unconsciously or consciously. When we are tempted to let our thoughts control us, we can practice biblical meditation by being deliberate with our thoughts and directing them 
towards God's things, the things of God, rather than getting lost in our suffering. We can focus on God's promises. Mutter or speak quietly according to the Bible's description of meditation. The ideal Bible reader, according to Psalms 1, is one who meditates on the scripture day and night. In Psalms 1, the term meditate comes from the Hebrew word. The verb means to mutter in pleasure or rage by implying to ponder, to imagine, to meditate, to mourn, to mutter, to speak, to study, discuss, to utter. According to Strong's Dictionary, our Christian English Bible, that's what meditation usually means. Genesis 24 and 63, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. This is the first time that meditation is mentioned in the Bible. And so the Hebrew word, when we're talking about meditation, to meditate, to muse, to communicate, to discuss, or even complain, right? The apostle actually uses the Greek word for meditate in his letters, according to the New Testament. The meaning of meditation in the Bible comes from the Greek word also mentioned there. It means to take care of by implying, revoke in the mind, imagine, premeditate. It should be noted that meditation appears frequently in both the Old and the New Testament. So the understanding that we must remember the biblical meaning of meditation is so very important for us to be able to understand the word of God. In Joshua 1.8, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. This is God's promise to Joshua. God's promises never grow old. The Word of God is alive, it's fresh, and it's new every single day. And so may I submit to you that each of us must be a Joshua in our own right. We must meditate on the Word of God. You must see the Word of God. If there are horses going across the terrain and the scripture that you are reading, see the dust on the terrain, hear the clumping, you know, of their hooves on the land, you know, See the men riding the horses. If angels of God are coming onto the scene, you know, the watchers of God, the sons of God, see them arriving. Whatever you are reading, may the word of God come alive in your heart. God wants you to prosper. He told Joshua what would happen if he would meditate on his word. Joshua not only knew God's word, but he also spoke it. He repeated it again and over until it became ingrained in his mind. Because he ponders God's word, they would not go from him. He thought about it day and night. As in Psalms 1 says, we may conclude that this is a significant part of meditation. It is addressed twice in the Bible by two different authors during two different time periods. Now, God is trying to reveal something to the children of God. If we would just partake of the word of God, taste and see that the Lord is good. 
It's also critical that we witness what happens when we meditate on God's word. That's what we were talking about. The angels arriving, the angel appearing to Mary, the mother of God saying, you know, thou art favored. Do you see Gabriel there in your mind as you are reading the word of God? You know, this year, Prayers Heard in Heaven is studying the Word of God. And so the Lord said, this will be the year of the passion for my Word. So at Prayers Heard in Heaven, we are studying the Word of God. And we're reading through the Bible in one year, in just 15 minutes a day. Well, the Lord told me, and let me back this up for a moment, I am a lover of the King James Bible. And so the Lord showed me a Bible, an NLT Bible, and we began reading that Bible. And when I went to order that Bible, there were no pictures. And so I said, Lord, they need pictures. They need to see what's going on. So I searched a few, you know, a few more hours and I'm looking. And I said, Lord, I can't find the pictures. You know, I'm searching. And the Lord said, the NLT Bible and no pictures. And I could not understand why. You see, because I didn't know that God was going to teach them to meditate on the Word of God, that He was going to have me teach that and to teach them how the Bible is full of imagery. The pictures are already there and that the Holy Spirit revealed the images to them that God wanted them to see. God wants the Holy Spirit, the great teacher, to bless you. He wants you to see the Word of God. Again, the Word of God is full of imagery. God uses visions and signs and wonders throughout the entire Bible. It's absolutely amazing. Psalms 1, 1 and 2. Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. David mentions meditating in the first Psalm. This is unsurprisingly given that meditation is a reoccurring theme in the rest of the Bible. This is something that David emphasizes a lot. He is explaining about the meditation of God's law. When the word of God is no longer head knowledge, just memorize scripture. When the word of God is meditated on, It goes from the head to the heart. The heart is the rich soil, the rich soil of your soul, of your spirit. It is the heart. And when the word of God goes from the head to the heart, the word of God is a seed. And we know the seed that God made always produces after its kind. Now stay with me for a moment. When the word of God, that seed, goes into the fertile soil of your heart, it begins to sprout. Its roots go deeper and deeper. As you meditate, the word of God goes deeper and deeper and deeper into your heart. And then it produces after its kind. The word of God is a blazing fire. It is a hammer that crushes the powers of the enemy and destroys it. Remember the Bible says, is my word not like a hammer? You see, it'll smash, it will destroy the works of the enemy. So the word of God operating through you is as a fire coming out of your mouth. And I'll tell you what, it will destroy the works of the enemy. It will scatter your enemies in seven different directions right before your very eyes. 
I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m.